So we are discussing Slack and Salesforce. Yes. So the deal's been done. Mm -hmm. The two emerging and in an analysts are saying, um, at least from what I've read, that it's a huge bid for Salesforce to compete more comparatively with Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's something in this here, like if, I'd love to get your views as to whether you think that's feasible. Is that right? What do you think this means for internal communicators? Because it'd be very easy to dismiss that deal as oh, something else that's happening to the sales team. But actually, it's got potential. It's got impact. It's got potential impact on communicators and how we're we conversing internally. So, what do you think? So, what's your view on it? Here's 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 the first take. Right, I was reminded of this earlier this morning, but it's fabulous. Back in 2016, Slack wrote an open letter to Microsoft. Yes, it about did. the launch of Teams saying essentially welcome to the world of enterprise collaboration and essentially saying good luck kid and we reflect on those last four years and slack moved i think roughly speaking from about four million seats to 12 million seats microsoft went from zero <laughs> to 115 million yeah. and then we think well okay fundamentally which of those two products is the best product teams or slack and actually there's not a lot really to choose between them in fact uh, if you are slack you might look at teams and say well you know copying is the honest form of flattery here yeah. in some senses so what's the difference and the difference is is distribution so you know microsoft already have countless thousands of people connected with countless thousands of other customers to sell in the products. That's what they do. They are well orchestrated in that. So they have the relationships with probably millions of businesses globally, millions of CFOs, millions of CIOs, and it's easy sell in. So they're selling in not teams, they're selling in everything else. Whereas Slack, we're trying to sell in Slack. So what I think this deal is, is about at its heart is a, is a really important question of distribution, not necessarily about platform. We can come to that in a sec. What they're doing is they're tying up with Salesforce who already have the same massive distribution opportunity that Microsoft have. They have those relationships. So this is, this is a route of getting the same product out there into the same hands. So I think that's part one. Um, secondly, I think it's about almost creating an operating system. You know, that's what Microsoft have done. They give you a suite of products, everything, email tools, collaboration tools, publishing tools, distribution tools, document management tools. And it's an operating system for communicators, for accountants, for marketeers, everyone. In tying up Salesforce and Slack, they're building an operating system. They're allowing folks now to talk amongst themselves, to work amongst themselves, as well as to work with their customers and so on. So that I think is a really also a fundamental piece. And the final, and then we'll <laughs> come back at me is, there's a real opportunity of creating a hub for employees. 
Yeah. Now, you know, Microsoft have said that that's what they're wanting for Teams. They've been unapologetic about that. And I think that that's, that's working. You look at the connectors that Teams has now, the ability to connect other applications in so you can work in Teams and never leave Teams, but you're still working in ServiceNow or Concur or wherever you want to work. And I think in connecting with Salesforce, that's also what Slack have managed to create potentially. They can make themselves a hub. But I think it's that piece connected with creating an operating system versus a series of applications and tying in the distribution is why this makes sense and why 30 billion possibly seems like a snip. <laughs> um, Mark, what do you stuff. think? <laughs> I think it's going to fail. Um, do you? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to fail. And the reason why I think it's going to fail is because we've been here before we chatter. And the, the, the big problem we've got is that you can only really use Slack within Salesforce. You've got a Salesforce license. Now, a Salesforce license is only amongst the marketing and sales team. Yeah. So it will be a chat function sitting just for one part of the business. So it cannot compete. It cannot compete with Teams where you can chat right across the business uh, and you can use it everywhere that you've got the M365 stack. Yeah, stack. Now, unless, of course, they make it free to the whole enterprise, but it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Because then you're competing with, with Teams. So I think there's a real, A, there's a challenge for IC folk here, you know, for, for our constituency, because suddenly you've got a rival network. You know, you, you, you're building up your Yammer and your Teams network and then suddenly there's slack happening over there in the sales team and they're all chatting amongst themselves there so what do you do do you have do you have parallel conversations over there or whatever i think it right. a... becomes the biggest pull is it is it the communications element of it or is it the sales piece and yeah. if we're going into quite significant recession actually is that is that debate going to win possibly but then what's the implications on communications jp you've got your hand up yeah, I, I've got practical real life experience of this, Mark. Um, you may recall probably in one of our very, very earliest conversations, we talked about Coke's enterprise social network, which was Salesforce Chatter. So yeah. this is at a time when Yammer was available. It would have been quite easy to set something up there. But we were a Salesforce company. We were using Salesforce technology, to your point, with our marketeers and with our sales folks. And so this was the active social network. And it was almost impossible to get non-marketeers and sales folks into that space because all the chat was about marketing and sales. It was almost, almost impossible to drag the marketeers and the sales force out of Salesforce chatter into anything else because that's not where they were living. You know, as uh, as we know, as communicators, we live our lives in Outlook and in Teams a huge amount. So tools that work with Outlook and Teams make great logical sense for us to continue to work with. And, and honestly, that's where the Microsoft world really wins, because you can add in Yammer to that and sales, uh, SharePoint and, and so on. And it just connects and it's easy. I don't have to really, I don't even have to go there. It comes to me. Mm. <laughs> but dragging them out of a Salesforce world, when that is your world, that's where these folks are living eight, eight hours a day into something else is tricky. What we did at Coke, we just accepted it and had almost parallel social networks. Yeah. One audience using one Each. tool and another audience using another. Which becomes so messy, does it not? Hugely, hugely <laughs> messy. But it was the reality almost in that company of there being two, in fact, multiple very distinct audiences. 
are we one company? Yes. Are the products the same? Yes. But is the sales force and the marketing teams working in different way to, for example, to the or to the engineers or to the, you know, the comms folks in the comms team? Yeah, they are. So was it from an audience point of view a pain? Not really. From a content point of view? Yeah, a bit. Getting a sentiment from the company was very difficult because you having to look in multiple places for that feel. But honestly, Salesforce Chatter then was, was a workplace and Slack could potentially be Again, that workhorse, that workplace. The challenge is, to your point, Mark, and I don't disagree, is, is the audience. Because the audience of Salesforce are a different audience currently to uh, to those that Microsoft would go after. Yeah, I guess that what Salesforce are paying for is a better UX, isn't it? I mean, you know, one of the problems about Chatter is it was a god-awful tool to use, whereas Slack is really, really easy to use. And, you know, in fact, you could argue it's easier to use than Microsoft Teams, although Teams have, you know, I think, caught up a long way. But the interesting thing that we found about Slack when we looked at it in terms of a platform for, for people to work is that it's, it is a collaboration platform. Yeah, it's a great place to, to, to get work done. It's a great place to, to chat with each other. It's a lousy place to get news out. It's quite noisy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's no news. So much going on there. There's no, um, sorry, there's no carousel. You know, there's a news channel, but you'd have to go to it uh, for it. So it really is a competitor to Teams and not a competitor to Yammer or to any other uh, 0365-based SharePoint news right. centre. So it sounds like we'd be kind of thinking that there's place for both, but Microsoft will retain the lion's share of the digital workplace? Do you know, I'm not sure of that because I think it rather depends on the makeup of your organization. Um, you know, again, I can I can reflect on Coca-Cola as an example. It was almost one third, one third, one third sales, factory, office. So, you know, when a third of your organization is in Salesforce, yeah. it, sorry, is a Salesforce and is in Salesforce, yeah. then you can easily understand why they would readily now adopt Slack as being their tool because it will be integrated and they will work beautifully with the rest of the tools that they use encouraging the other two-thirds not to be in that space is the interesting challenge um so i think at least the question really comes down to well who are your audiences what what does your company look like and and then establishing essentially where this will sit um i come back to this point i suppose you know if i reflect on our small but brilliant organization all of us are firmly embedded in a Microsoft world. Why? Well, we're, we're just using Outlook and we're using Teams. Everything else then peripheral to that just works. It just connects. Therefore, it's easy for us to stay in the Microsoft operating system, to use that phrase again. If you were to introduce Salesforce and Slack, I don't know, you're going to have to drag me kicking and screaming there. And that isn't because necessarily it's any better or any worse. It's different. And I've got an established habit doing what I'm doing. So that is going to be a challenge. Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting question, though, actually, for those audiences, or for those companies, rather, who are already using both of those operating systems as to where you then end up having these conversations. Well, it's a conversation we're having, albeit we're a smaller team, but, you know, we, we use Salesforce, but there's a very real conversation we're having at the moment. Actually, do we move ourselves over to Dynamics where it keeps everything in one place? Yeah. Um, can, can, do you think, is Microsoft, I mean, 
Slack and Salesforce have been not been have been bold in the fact that they want to grab a piece of that pie. Do you think Microsoft has got something to worry about here, or do you think Microsoft is likely yeah. to retain what they have? I, I, um, I, I, I think yeah, there, there is a threat, and the threat is Slack's uh, base because obviously Slack brings its own base of users to it now. Slack has been very popular. Um, it hasn't grown as much as Teams has grown during the pandemic. We all know that. It also has a small problem of not being profitable. Um, so it's one of those tools that everybody likes to use when it's free, but they're not so keen to reach into their back pockets and pay for it. And that, that's, that's a big problem that has uh, dogged Slack over the past year, particularly when people are looking at costs. So, you know, but there is an installed base. Now, we know that that, that installed base tends to be smaller companies. It tends to be uh, younger, trendier companies as well. So there is an argument for saying that these are the companies of the future and, and they can build. Um, but, you know, what's going to happen to that installed base that's using Slack for free or cheaply? Does it now have to buy Salesforce? JP, you're ready to come into that one, aren't you? Yeah, I, I don't disagree, uh, Mark. You know, it's not profitable. The challenge is about the the, the revenue model, because uh, my understanding is that only about 15% of Slack users are actually paying to be Slack yeah. users. But also, let's let's reflect on on the size difference here. You know, Teams alone has about 115 million subscribers. Uh, that makes it roughly, or rather makes Slack, 10% of the size yeah. of Teams alone. Then if you look at the uh, the Venn diagram I'm about to draw in your head of Slack users versus Salesforce users, <laughs> what's the overlap? Well, there's going to be some, right? So it's not even gaining 12 million net users. Let's, let's be generous and say it's gaining 10 million net users. Yep. Well, you know, that's a drop in the ocean. So do I think it's a challenge? Well, I honestly think that Microsoft will be looking at this with interest, but not with concern yet. I think the challenge will be how the platform evolves from here and how it potentially challenges that strategic aim of teams being the hub of activity. That will be the interesting journey. But day one, I don't think they'll be worried. Any final words? Well, just to remind ourselves just how big Salesforce is. I mean, you know, it's the second most used um, app in, in in the corporate world. It's got 20, it's worth about $220 billion. Um, you know, it's got a lot of heft. It's got a lot of power behind it. Yeah. Uh, the question is, does it want to get into the ESN world? Does it want to get into the comms world um, you know, in the fight for the desktop? Probably not. What it does want to do is it wants to get into the collaboration world uh, and it can see that collaboration is so important because of the pandemic and people working from home and so on and so forth yeah. so you know if we look at the other contenders in this field we've got microsoft we've got all the vendors who are based on 0365 so they're basically in the microsoft camp you've got facebook with workplace which is still relatively small hasn't really lived up to its promise in terms of getting the you know a large number of big corporates on on board so you know salesforce Possibly could be more of a challenge to workplace than it is to Microsoft. If these conversations are happening internally now, you know, do we stick or, or if we've got Salesforce or Microsoft or both, what's our recommendation? What should we what should internal communicators be thinking about? What sort of questions should they be raising with their with their teams? Um, stick and watch. <laughs> I, advice just at this point there is no rush for you to rush 
into this Salesforce Slack world. Equally, if you're already in the Salesforce Slack world, there's no major rush for you to look elsewhere either. But actually, it's a really interesting question for internal comms, because actually a lot of our conversation so far has been almost towards IT. Now, what, what do I see care about this? Well, if I think of what an internal comms person is doing, they will be spending their life communicating and collaborating using team tools like Outlook and, and Teams. But let's not diminish the amount of time that folks spend in Word or in Excel or in PowerPoint. Well, are Salesforce competing in these spaces at the moment? No. In fact, the only real competitor in that space is Google. It, it's not um, it, it's not Salesforce. So whilst I think we could, you know, not um, too grand a term, talk about these kind of operating systems, actually Salesforce have got a long way to providing the full suite. There's a lot of a journey ahead, whereas Microsoft are a lot further down on that journey. And, you know, put bluntly, I'm sure I could spend 100% of my working day inside Microsoft and be no less productive for it. Whereas I could I spend 100% of my day in a Salesforce Slack environment? Uh, I think I would struggle. Yeah, although they are about being technology agnostic, Salesforce and Slack. So <laughs> interpret yeah, that as yeah. you will. I don't even know what that means. But a, <laughs> but a tech company says they're being technology agnostic. <laughs> Well, 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 what it means is Slack, because it stayed true to its roots, yeah. it does a lot of integration. So rather than trying to really sort of build out into lots of different apps like Google did, exactly. uh, what they want to do is they want to say, OK, we, we're just going to have lots of interact um, integrations. So it does integrate well. I get that. But, you know, there's a credibility challenge there, isn't there, somewhere along the line, too. We, we all remember innocent drinks. And how innocent that was and how creative and how you know it felt like we were supporting a small business and that was yeah. a good good thing they were sucked up by the big guys and then they? they got bought by coca-cola and now suddenly this doesn't feel like the same company at all so slack no. you're right i think have you know they've positioned themselves almost as a little little startup in this enterprise space i mean hey they've got healthy revenues not yet profit but they've got 12 million seats yeah. so you know, it's hardly a startup in that sense. But now, now they have been bought by one of the biggest tech companies on the planet. Uh, does that does that positioning count anymore? I'm not sure it really does. You know, they're they're a big boy app now. Well, Stuart Butterfield's been here before, of course, because he made his first uh, fortune on Flickr, and uh, you know, photo sharing uh, platform, which was very successful, sold to Yahoo. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. promptly <laughs> fell over. <laughs> yeah. Got mired in the mud of of, of the bureaucracy of, of, of Yahoo. Um, so he's been here before. So he's probably got one eye on that exit door. Take the money. Mark, that's a really interesting analogy because let, let's let's look at the journey of Flickr for 30 seconds and then reflect on this as we speak about Slack, right? Startup tech company, rapidly adopted, yeah. free model. Yeah. Gets bought. Free model becomes a premium model. Users run away in their droves, looking at the other options, which were free or cheaper or just easier to integrate. Platform closes. I think that will determine the success of this of this acquisition. It's how much will they let Slack continue to innovate, um, and or will it be sucked up and track and little investment goes into it and then it just sort of 
falls on its face a little bit. You kind of have to keep that innovation for a product like that, I would say. And the other thought I had as, as well, you know, if you're, although they're trying to be technology agnostic, and you've got connectors. So I could use Microsoft Word in Slack. Is, is that there a right? Connector? No, no idea. Okay. So, I mean, the logic, logical part of my mind is, oh, well, what's the point then in having a separate platform from using Word? I might as well be using Teams. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. this one's a, let, let's wait and see what happens. Let's see how they um, pan out, how they decide to merge the two. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But don't hedge your bets yet. No, exactly. There is one other interesting area, which is that you can, as you may or may not know, bring Salesforce into Teams, into Microsoft environment. It's yeah. a premium connector, so you have to pay for that. Now, I wouldn't necessarily put this as a strategy which Salesforce are going to take, but you know now they are building essentially own a, a competitor to that space. Are we going to see a point where that gets a little bit priced out so that actually if you want to bring that connector in, it's going to start to become slightly more expensive to do it in Teams as opposed to doing it in Slack? Well, that wouldn't hugely surprise me if that's a tactic which will play out in the next few years. Yeah, this is true. But looking at the bigger picture, what this does tell us, because Flickr was bought for about £20 million. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, here we've seen Slack being bought for £2 billion. Pounds, if uh, you've heard from yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost £2 billion. Pounds, 2 They're having a good Christmas, aren't they? Mark, this Mark, year? Mark, Mark, you've missed a decimal point. How do you mean? It's 27 billion US dollars. Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. You're quite right. 20 billion pounds. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from 18 million to 20 billion. I mean, that is a hell of a difference. Oh, well, that's, that's, so, yeah. so what's important about this for anybody working in IC is the reason why this deal happened is because the digital workplace, enterprise software, collaboration is hot, hot, hot. And it, it can only be good news for anybody working in this area. Exactly. Uh, think of the digital workplace as being an operating system, and I absolutely agree with you. This is the consolidation is the way that this market is currently moving. Um, no longer singular, best-in-class applications. It's going to be the holistic approach that wins through. 